Hello, welcome everybody. Um, this is Charlotte. I'm the Head of Marketing here at Fish for Jobs. So welcome to today's free webinar on how to produce an interview winning CV. Thanks for joining us today. This is a free webinar on um, CVs brought to you by Fish for Jobs and Daily Mirror. So I'm just going to start by telling you a little bit about um, the format of today's webinar. It's going to last 60 minutes or an hour. It's going to start with a 20-minute presentation from myself. And then we're going to move to the live Q&A with Daily Mirror's careers editor, Tricia Phillips. Um, and she's going to try to answer as many of your questions as she can. If we can't answer all your questions, don't worry. We're going to come back to you either via email or if you leave us a Twitter handle, we'll come back to you on Twitter. So my presentation is going to be in two sections. First of all, we're going to talk about CV advice and some common mistakes to avoid. Then I'm going to move on to cover letter tips and advice. Um, throughout the webinar, please do interact by posting questions using the Ask a Question button, which is just underneath the screen. And then after the webinar ends, we're going to continue the conversation on Twitter using, using the um, hashtag FishForJobCVWebinar and on Facebook. And as I said before, any questions we don't get around to answering, we'll come back to you on email or on Twitter. And do check out our resources section. Um, this is underneath the screen as well. We've got lots of free downloads there, CV advice, cover letter tips, and CV and cover letter templates. I'll also reference them throughout the webinar. So just kicking off, why is your CV important? Well, the harsh reality is your CV is the only thing that's standing between you and a job interview because it's the only thing they know about you at this stage. You might have you know, most wonderful skills, experience, personality, but all they can see really is these two pages of A4. Um, studies have shown that your CV has less than 30 seconds to impress. You know, most employers and recruiters are getting hundreds of CVs for every role. You know, they're just going to scan read your CV. So how do you make sure that yours ends up in the yes pile rather than the no pile? Just so starting with some common CV mistakes to avoid. So this list basically, I just focused on the top five. This is based on my experience of uh, you know, the thousands of CVs I've seen in my job, but also the feedback that we get from recruiters and employers. And there's some commonality across that. And so these are the top ones. So mistake number one, bad formatting and layout. Now I often get asked, what is the best you know, format for a CV? And we have put in the CV template some, some layouts that we recommend, but there is no one perfect layout. You have to use your common sense and you know, general tips are make it easy to scan read, have it in a chronological flow. And by that, I mean you start with the most recent and work back. So if you're listening at your work experience, you start with your current or your last job and go back in time. Same with your education. Try to keep it to two pages. Um, I know that can be really hard. If you've got loads and loads of experience, um, recommend maybe going back 10 or 15 years. Obviously, if something's really relevant that's further back from them, you might want to include it. But generally speaking, most of us should be able to fit your CV on two pages. In general rule, lead with the best stuff first. I mean, you might have the most amazing thing that you did at school or some, something that really makes you stand out. But if it's right at the end of your CV, no one's going to end up um, reading it. So as I said, no perfect structure, but here's one that I recommend thinks works well. So you start off with your contact details, um, phone number, probably mobile phone number, email address. Make sure your email address sounds professional. <laughs> uh, your personal statement, I'll talk a bit more about that in a moment. Key achievements and skills, 
work history education. Now, these three, there is some flexibility here. You might want to move that around. For example, if you're a graduate, you might want to start with the education because you probably don't have that much work experience. Um, but again, use your own common sense and lead with the best stuff first. You know, you've got to grab their attention early on. Hobbies and interests, again, we're relevant, or this is a section you could drop off if you're running out of space. And references available upon request. You do not need to put your references on your CV. This normally happens either at interview or after they've interviewed you and decide they want to hire you. They may ask for your, if you're filling an application form, they may ask for references and then obviously you need to include them then. So just drawing your attention to some resources that we've got for you. We've got a sort of generic CV template in the resources section you can download. We've got CV templates for graduates and school leavers, and we've also got a CV template for mature job seekers. So have a go um, checking those out just below the screen in the resources section. Um, highly recommend avoiding fancy formatting. You can see on screen here this lovely real-life example. Um, that we, we've been sent. <laughs> uh, we've, we've changed the names to protect the innocent or not so innocent. As you can see, Jenny, as we're going to call her, big fan of pink and unicorns. Um, keep it simple, is my advice. And then common mistake number two is just having one version of your CV. You know, a lot of us wear different hats in our jobs and have really varied experience, but not all of it is of interest to potential employer. Or you might be applying for uh, different types of jobs or in different industries. So you need to produce different versions of your CVs. Um, I know it sounds like a lot of work, but really you're just probably tweaking your personal profile at the beginning, just drawing out different aspects of your, your job, different skills, different experiences or, or different industries you've worked at, making it relevant to the employer that you're, you know, you need, it needs to resonate with your potential employer. And then common mistake number three is what I call your personal profile, sometimes it's referred to as your personal statement, your career goals, your objectives. It's a paragraph that sits at the top of your CV, or should sit at the top of your CV, um, underneath your contact details. Really, it needs to comprise three sections. Who you are, summary of your education and work history. Secondly, what you can bring to the table, so skills and achievements. And then thirdly, your career aim, i.e. what job you want. This is really the hook to get the reader to keep reading your CV. This could be what makes, you know, makes your CV land up in the yes pile as opposed to the no, no pile. And I've seen so many cliched personal profiles. I'll show you some examples in a moment. So my advice here is keep it concise, probably a short you know, paragraph, and tailor it to the job that you're applying for. So back to the point before I made about having different versions of CVs for different roles or different industries you're going for. Um, so again, in our resources section, we've got a, a bit of advice for you there on how to write a profile that packs a punch. So I've got some examples of personal profiles here that I will I'd call state the obvious. Um, I'll let you read them on screen, but I'm just going to sort of throw it out there and you can answer it using the, the question, uh, paste the question button. Now, what do we think the middle bubble, speech bubble there, what do we think that person is, you know, or what kind of jobs are they applying for? So going to read it out for you. It says, an employer would find me reliable and responsible, as well as being extremely flexible and cooperative. I'm eager and willing to expand my skills and try out new challenges that may come my way. I'm a bubbly and bright person that works well as a team or solely. I also believe I have enough experience and life skills to excel at any challenge thrown my way. 
Well, that person, believe it or not, is actually a um, civil engineer. But there's nothing that tells me about that, that, that tells me that just from reading that personal statement. So I've put together some examples that sell. Um, if I look at the third one on there, I, mean, I think this is, a, this is a great one. It's a results-oriented sales professional with 10-plus years proven experience in both B2B and B2C sales, confident networker with established relationships in, in FTSE 100 companies, including BT, Microsoft, and major UK retailers, managed sales teams, 15-plus people within IT, telecom, and retail sectors. The, I mean, the only slight criticism I could say there is I'm not sure kind of where he wants to take his career, so that third point that I um, said, you know, saying what kind of job you want. But, you know, I, I understand what experience they've got, uh, their skills, the companies they work for, they've got management experience, you know. So some great examples here that actually really sell the candidate to a prospective employer. And uh, moving on to mistake number four. <laughs> so I think you can see from the Dilbert comment there that, that conveys the point quite well. Poor spelling and grammar. So by far the biggest complaint from employers and recruiters about CVs, about candidate CVs, yet by far the easiest thing to fix. I've pulled out again some real-life examples, either ones we found on the Internet or ones being included in CVs we've been sent. So looking at top left, um, my interest includes cooking dogs. You know, would have been so much better if they'd included the comma in between those two words. Top right there. <laughs> Would have been so much better if the person is including the S in shift. You know, this is so important across the board. It's not just for jobs that require good writing skills. It's any job that, in, in, you know, requires good attention to detail. And I can't think of any job out there that doesn't require good attention to detail. So get it checked. You know, we often can't see our own mistakes. To get someone else to read it and check it for you. And every time you do your CV. And then the final common mistake, um, too personal. So times have really changed with regards to what data you need to provide on your CV. Um, so a lot of the stuff that maybe, you know, when I was at school or university, I said you need to include, it's no longer relevant. Um, they may require, they may, if you fill out an application form, they may request this, you know, that you include it. So obviously do include it. But as a general rule, you, here's a list of unnecessary personal data personal information you do not need to include on your CV. So your date of birth or your age, your marital status, whether you have children or not, your national insurance number, your passport number, photos, um, you know, and again, unless they ask you to include it. None of these bits of data actually affect your ability to do a job. Okay, photo, unless you're applying to be, you know, a model or a job where your looks are, really important, to, you know, in terms of affecting your ability to do the job, you don't need to include them. Um, last point, no relevant hobbies. Um, you know, I'm not a big fan of including hobbies and interests on your CV. Some people like it, some, some don't. I would recommend including hobbies and interests that demonstrate a particular skill or ability or are relevant for the job you're applying for. So I've put some examples here, you know, captain of school hockey team that demonstrates leadership, Duke of Edinburgh Award demonstrates commitment, a particular sort of charity or volunteer work shows you're proactive, visiting museums and art galleries, great if you're applying for a job, you know, in architecture or the arts, cars if you're going to be working with cars, cars, amateur dramatics, so 
applying for a job in drama or a role that involves public speaking. So just to recap, keep your CV layout clear and easy to scan read, two pages are recommended. Tailor your CV to the individual job or role or types of role or industries you're applying for. Include a personal statement that makes you stand out and is targeted again to the job you're applying for. Get someone to proofread your CV so that it's error-free in terms of spelling and grammatical errors. And remove any personal data that is not relevant to the job you're applying for. So again, just um, remind you of the resources that we provided for you, which are free to download. You've got your CV tips, your CV templates. We've got bespoke um, CV templates as well for graduate school leavers and mature job seekers. And so just moving on quickly to cover letters, there's not that much to say about them, but should you bother doing them? The simple answer is yes, because most people don't. So it really sets you apart. Again, this is a snapshot of why your skills, achievements, and experience make you relevant for the job. So you can probably pull out quite a lot from your personal profile and include it there. Um, I would also recommend including cover letters when you apply for jobs on job sites such as Fish for Jobs. You'll often see when you're applying for a job, there is a, um, a box for you to include your cover letter. Most people just put, please find, attach my CV. So if you've got something, you know, that, that is a little bit more tailored and shows that you made a bit more of an effort, I really recommend including that. So again, we've got some resources for you here. We've got cover letter tips and cover letter templates, again, including one for school leavers and graduates, because um, we know it's hard when you don't have that much experience and you're just starting out in your career. Uh, just some top tips for your cover letters. Keep it short, structured, and snappy. Tailor to each job you apply for. Back it up with relevant examples if you can. It's also a chance to bring your reader up to speed with your current situation. So if you just left uni or you're returning to work after a career break, maybe having children, traveling, being a, you know, caring for a relative, you, it's sometimes hard to put that in your CV. So your cover letter really is your opportunity to do so. Stick to plain professional language, not sort of, hi there, you know, if you've got the name of the person, if not, sir, madam. Um, again, same rules as with your CV. Proofread it with eagle eyes before sending you'll get someone else to check it. And also remember to include your address, phone number, and email. Just with emailing, obviously, they will have it. And perhaps even when you're available um, to take calls or interviews. So again, just reminding you of the resources you've got to download um, relevant to cover letters. So that's it from me. I'm now going to pass over to the Daily Mirror's Careers Editor, Tricia Phillips, who's going to do your live Q&A. So thank you very much for your time, and um, we look forward to hearing your questions. Hi, Charlotte, and thank you so much for a brilliant presentation. I'm sure everybody got lots of useful tips, ideas, and cheats and ways to help them get ahead when they're looking for a job. Um, and hopefully, they're all going to produce amazing CVs with all of that advice. Um, hi, everybody from me. I'm Trisha Phillips, the careers editor at the Daily Mirror newspaper. I do a regular section every Thursday, which is worth a read for um, finding jobs and helping you with advice as well. But today, I'm going to help you with your questions on CVs. I'm going to kick it off with um, a question from Gary, who's asked about how he can catch the eye of a potential employer with his opening statement. Well, basically, Gary, as Charlotte said a bit earlier, personal statement is vital. It's the bit that gets the attention of um, potential employers. It can help you stand out and fast. 
bearing in mind that, you know, you've only got about 30 seconds to impress employers with their big pile of CVs that they're going through for each job. You need to get it right. Basically, you need to tell them in a couple of lines that you're the right person for the job you're applying for, not just for any job or any old job. Let them know that you want this job, but you are right for it. You need to explain the experience, the skills that you've got. Spell that out. Make sure you include the key skills that they're looking for in the job description. Have a look over the job advertisement. See what they've put in there. Make sure that you've covered as much of that off in your CV as possible. Just remember that your opening statement is your chance to stand out from the crowd, show you're a perfect fit for the job. Don't fill it with buzzwords. You've got to make every word count. It should be short and sweet, about four lines or so. And also, don't leave them guessing what you are and the skills you've got. Um, and then got a question from Charlotte, who's asked about changing careers, saying that she's applied for lots of jobs and not had a single interview. She said she's had advice from a number of professionals on her CV, and she's now just confused. She reckons there's clearly something wrong with it. Obviously, there is if you're not getting any interviews. Um, basically, you need to make sure that you're creating a CV that's relevant to the job you're applying for, Charlotte. Um, you don't just have one CV. You need to have a different CV almost for every job that you're applying for. Um, I know it's difficult when you're changing careers, but what you need to do is highlight the new area that you're venturing into. If you continue to focus on your past career, it means that you're only going to confuse a potential boss. They're going to possibly think that your CV is on the wrong job pile and wonder why you've put your CV in for this job. You still have to list everything in reverse chronological order, you know, i.e. the most relevant first. So what you need to do is focus on the skills and experience that are relevant to this new area and try and find possibly skills and experience in your past life and jobs that you have on your CV that could be relevant to this new job. Um, we've just got something in from Andrea saying that if she did a job in the past that is relevant to a role that she's applying for now, but it's not the most recent, can she put that at the top of her CV on the list of jobs um, or should she list them by date? Well, the best way to do it and the best um, for everybody is to list everything in reverse chronological order, as I said before, which is the latest first. But what you may be able to do from this job, Andrea, is to bring something relevant from that job into your personal profile. Um, the basics on the CV is to keep it recent um, so, not, so that your irrelevant job descriptions are a bit shorter and tighter and then make the most of jobs that you've done and experience you've got that is relevant to the jobs that you're applying for. If you can, Andrew, try and get this job experience on your first page of your CV. If you chop back a few things that you've done recently that not as, um, you're not as important and don't really give the um, impression that you can do this job, then shorten them down and then hopefully you might get the beginning of this review on your front page of your CV. That would be probably a good way to get it. Um, I just want to remind everybody that um, if you nip onto the Fish for Jobs website, you've got a massive range of resources there that will help you with everything from CV templates for young job seekers, graduates, mature job seekers, just gener generic templates. Um, maybe it's a cover letter um, that you need some help with, go there. You've got cover letter tips, the CV advice, there's profile profile examples that will help you pack a punch and get the attention of employers. So don't forget, use everything on the website. It's all there to be used. Um, got a question here from Abby, who's been told by an advisor on a work program 
that her CV needed to be four pages long. But she's a bit confused because all of the other advice that she's getting is saying that it should be two pages and she's asking what's best. Well, Abby, the advice about two pages really is the best. You should stick to two pages. You need to keep things to the point. You know, avoid including things like irrelevant hobbies. You know, Poya doesn't really know that you enjoy socialising because then, you know, reading between the lines that could set alarm bells ring and the possibly just think you've got a bit of a drink problem or that you're a party animal and you'd rather be um, out having a good time than, than grafting hard. Um, basically, it's your CV that gets you the interview. It doesn't get you the job. So you don't want to tell them everything. Otherwise, you've got nothing to talk about at the interview. You can explain more detail about various aspects when you bag that interview and meet them in person. What you need to do as well is imagine you're a boss, you've got hundreds of CVs to get through. You need to get down to, say, a short list of 20. So basically, the ones that are going to catch your eyes are the ones that are straightforward and simple, that give you the information pretty quickly in an easy-to-read format, and that have included all the right information so that you know there's a chance this person's right for the job. So there's a huge word here, it's called relevance, and that's what you need to keep at the back of your mind when you're writing your CV, and they an employer or a potential employee doesn't need to know everything about your life. So just keep it relevant, guys. Um, I've got a message, a, a question here from Abdusalam Jamal. I'm, apologies if I haven't pronounced your name right, but um, I hope that's okay. Um, saying that um, he needs to add a job that he's done recently to his CV, but it means it's going to take it on to three pages, which he doesn't like, which is good news because that's not a great idea. Again, as I've just said, you need to keep it to two pages and also Bear in mind the most recent um, things that you've done are the most relevant because really employees want to know that you're up to date and that you've got all the relevant skills. So what I would do is tweak some of your earlier job descriptions, make them a bit shorter so that you can get this one on and spell out fully um, you know, why you are relevant for this job. Um, hi, Helen. We've just got a question through from Helen asking about how she can deal with gaps in employment. Um, this is um, a big problem for a lot of people at the moment, especially where people have been made redundant. You know, in the tough jobs market, it's been taking longer for people to get new jobs. What you need to do is to try and think of a way to fill these gaps with something that sounds worthwhile, something that sounds useful. It could be maybe that you've done some courses and training um, to update some skills. Possibly you've done some online study. Maybe you've done um, some volunteering caring for a relative, possibly you've been off traveling, you've done a bit of part-time work, work experience, basically um, anything that would make it look like you were sort of doing something worthwhile rather than self-assessing. Um, employers know it's tough, they know that people are going to have had breaks because there just haven't been enough jobs. So don't let that worry you too much, but do try and be um, quite clever with the way you fill them in. Also, you can actually stretch things out a little bit more, a bit more by not being exact on dates. So say if you left a job in July, but you were still being paid until October, you were not employed until the beginning of November. So that might help you fill over a few months here and there just to um, pad out your CV a little bit and not give um, employers wondering what you were doing with your time during any time you didn't have a job. Um, likewise with John, who said he's been at work for four years, he's wondering if this will affect his chances of getting a job. Um, a lot of people have been struggling, John, over the past five to six years. Employees know this is a sign of the times. It's not the work performance of individuals. Um, they know that you know people can't perform miracles and create jobs that aren't there. So, you know, they're having to be realistic. As with Helen, the clever thing—it's 
the clever thing is to think of ways to fill in some of that time so it doesn't like you know you've just been sat around doing nothing and twiddling your thumbs and um, make sure you let employees know your skills are up to date and by the way if they're not then possibly that might be the first thing you should do before you start applying for jobs um, hi Andre who's um, asking us about um, whether people should mention irrelevant certificates exam for example, um, if you're applying for a job in a restaurant, should you include something such as a sports coaching certificate? Golden rule here, as in with the relevance, is only include what is relevant to the job you're applying for. You don't really want to confuse potential employers. You know, they're reading through a pile of CVs and they haven't taken a lot of information very quickly. So what you need to do is not put anything on there that doesn't reflect on your ability to do the job you're applying for. Um, you definitely need more than one CV and you need to tailor each document to the job that you're applying for. Jeanette wants to know if she, if she has to put secondary school years on her CV as it will reveal her age. Um, no, you don't have to put secondary school um, years on your CV. You can remove lots of personal data which is not relevant to your ability to do the job. Younger job seekers need to put their education and you know, probably want to spell out more of this because they haven't got that amazing work experience that people who are a bit more mature have got. Have got. Um, what you need to do is more mature people need to go big on their work experience but put things like their school education lower down. Um, you know, the relevant stuff for older workers is that they're, you know, they're brilliant at doing things, that they've achieved amazing things and um, really a boss with them that only, that only a boss with half a brain you um, wouldn't consider employing. So basically, Jeanette, answer is you can keep your secondary school years off and anything else that would put your age, give your age away. Um, I'm just going to remind everybody about the great resources on the Fish for Jobs website. Don't forget, there's a lot of the things that I'm saying to you now are on there and in an easy to understand format. You can download them. Um, great idea to help you get started with your CV. If you really don't know where to start, go on there. You'll get some great ideas and examples of things that you should do and you shouldn't do and you know ways to create a killer CV that will get you noticed for the right reasons. Um, Sarah, and also there's a similar question from John. Um, Sarah's asking about how she can sell her CV following a long absence due to family life. She said about six years, so possibly for bringing up children or, or some caring in the family, I assume. Um, not a problem at all, Saria. Loads of parents, carers take time out to bring up a family. It's just part of everyday life and a lot of employees themselves have probably done it. Um, basically, you just need to look at the skills that you've gained when you've been doing that. So possibly you may have been involved in some school activities, so you've got good organisational communication skills. If you've been doing something to do with family life, you know, you've probably good with figures, you can do some good budgeting and um, again organisational skills and you need to make sure that you list these on your, um, on your CV and highlight them, you know, use them as a positive. Also um, make sure that you've got things like your computer literate because obviously most jobs need you to have at least the basics. Um, if you're not then I would suggest that you find out if you can get access to any free courses and any help, possibly through the job centre to have you brush up on your basic skills. Um, and good luck with that when you actually do hit the hit the workplace. Elliot, um, hi. He says that he's exhausted his personal contacts. Um, he's wondered how to combat this. I'm sure, Elliot, you're not alone on this, where people haven't applied for numerous jobs. Basically, um, you could ask some professionals that you know, such as your doctor, possibly a teacher, other friends, 
past colleagues that you've got on really well with who know you for work and personally and um, ask them if you can put them down as referees um, just open your pool a bit wider and just think of anyone that you've come into contact with who you get on well with who possibly will um, say some glowing things about you if somebody does go to them for a reference. Um, we've got a question here from Irana who wants to know how she, could, how she should approach writing her CV um, as she's applying for her first job um, and she's got no work experience. Well, good luck with this, Irana. It's quite tricky at first, but basically you need to explain your situation. It could be, say, for example, that are you a recent graduate and tell them that you've got a first-class honours degree, brag about some of your big achievements in education, um, let them know that you're fully qualified, that you're ready to start your career, um, possibly bring in some crossover skills and experience that you've got from school, university, possible part-time jobs you've done, any clubs or any activities you've been involved in that apply to the role that you're applying for, just so that you can show that you are the right person for this role. Okay, you may not have had much work experience, but you've got lots of skills and other experience that will help you um, be able to manage the job. We've got one here from Christopher about age. Christopher is 60, and he's asking if you should hide this on his CV. Um, Christopher, probably best to, because you don't want to basically um, stop yourself from getting the chance to go and sell your wealth of experience and skills at an interview. Um, you don't have to put your age on your CV. and most in most cases apart from the very young it's best if it's left off along with you know any any things about your school dates or anything any qualifications you've gained elsewhere at work that could give you age away it's also it's illegal for employers to ask your age so you don't have to give it and they shouldn't really ask um you've just got to remember that giving your age away um and being put on the no pile is is not great, you know, before you've had the chance to go and shine at an interview and show them your brilliance and show them that you are best person for this job. So, you know, don't give yourself a hurdle that you don't need. Um, just got um, some questions in. Um, I've just got one in from, is it Gaz? Um, about A-level results. Um, he's saying that they aren't great or as good as he wanted them to be, but he's got great work experience and should he hide his grades? Um, basically, Gaz, I would say leave your grades off. If you've, say, got three year levels, I'll just say what they are in maths, English, and IT, whatever they are, put it like that, and then basically um, just sh you know, shine with all of your, um, your work experience, go big on that, and show them that you know, the experience you've got shows you can do the job, which is actually the most important bit, because people can have all the, all the qualifications in the world, but it doesn't mean that they can actually do a job. So just make more of the work experience you've got and what you've achieved makes you spell out you know, whether you brought in more work, whether you raised more profits, whether you helped production, just think about those things that are going to impress an employer because at the end of the day, most of them are looking at the bottom line and they want somebody who's efficient. Um, but something in here about, um, from Jay, actually he's asking, um, wasn't able to accept, to, sorry, to complete his degree and as he became ill and wondering whether we should put it on his CV. Um, basically, um, the first question, if you do put it on your CV from an employer or, you know, it's going to be a stumbling block, they're going to wonder why you possibly haven't gone back and finished it off at a later date. So I would say to save any questions or anything, I would leave it off, um, especially if it's irrelevant to the job that you're applying for. If anything you did on your degree, on your degree you feel would give you an edge, then it might be worth including it, but then you're going to have to spell out why you didn't finish it and it you know, it may get a bit complicated, so possibly leave it off unless it's totally relevant. 
Um, Lucy's asking if she should include a photo on her CV when she's applying for an admin job. Um, no, Lucy, I would say the only times that you need to um, include a photograph of a job that where people need to know what you look like. Um, possibly if you were going for a modelling job um, or you were going for a job as a, or a promotional person where, you know, looks and, um, and, and whatever else are important. But I would say for an admin job, that's not. I would say you'd be better off focusing on what you include on your CV rather than including um, a, a photograph. Um, Jessica is asking... Um, if she's applying for jobs in two different areas, retail and admin, should she have the same cover letter or should she have different ones? Definitely need different ones, Jessica. A bit like your CV, your cover letter shouldn't just be generic. It should be tailored for each job. Um, it should be just an extra um, few parts that help to sell you to employers um, uh, and you should tailor it to the job that you're applying for. So if you're applying for a retail job, make sure your cover letter and your CV are both um, slanted towards all your experience and qualifications and anything else relevant to retail. And then with admin, you should have a completely different CV and covering letter to go with that. Um, Miles um, is asking about whether the webinar will be available as a recorded um, session afterwards. Yes, Miles, I was going to get onto this a bit later, but I'll mention it now as you've asked. Um, you can, um, from tomorrow, you'll be able to go on the Fish for Jobs website and um, listen to the webinar, download it. I'm not sure if you can, yeah, you can download it or listen to it. So if there's anything you missed or any bits you want to hear again, then feel, please feel free to do that. It's there, along with obviously all the other resources. Once you've got a bit of advice from us, you might want to have a look at some of the templates just to help you get going. They are great. I even use them myself. Um, got a message from Annika here asking if um, she should have industry-specific CVs. Well, the same as um, Jessica early Annika, yes, you need to um, tailor your CV to each industry. You'll probably, some things will overlap and some skills will, and some of the skills from other industries will help you in another, but just make sure that from your personal profile down, you make it perfectly clear what industry you're applying to, what industry you've got the skills in. Otherwise, as I said a bit earlier on in the session, um, you may end up um, confusing the employer who may think that your CV is in the wrong pile if you suddenly start going on about um, two or three other different industries. So keep it focused, keep it relevant. Um, Dave's asking about cover letters format. He said, is there a rule of thumb for the length of a cover letter? Example, how many paragraphs? Um, basically, Dave, the basics is stick to one page. Probably at the moment in the current market, the shorter the better. I believe that your CV should be telling your story in a clear and concise format and your cover letter should just add to that. Um, as Charlotte said in her presentation, a lot of people don't include them, so including one could help you stand out. Also, it's a good way to just reiterate what job you're applying for because some employers possibly could be recruiting for more than one job. So you want to make sure that um, to give yourself the best, the best chance of getting that job that your, your CV ends up on the right pile in the first place. So that's a way to reiterate what job you've got. And also just a way to be a little bit more chatty and just explain a few things and spell out a few more reasons why you are the best person for this job and why they should get you in for an interview. Um, hold on a minute. I've got a letter coming in from, we've just got a, a, a Tracy's sent us um, a question about um, online application forms. She's um, saying that she's finding it increase, increasingly that um, employers are not requesting people to complete an online application form, or, or sorry, are requesting employers 
um, employees to recruit to complete an online application form, sorry about that, rather than a CV and how can she stand out? The answer to that one is actually have your CV by your side while you're filling in the application form, Tracy, and use a lot of the stuff off there um, when, you're, when you're filling the application form in to help you stand out because obviously on your CV you'll have put all the reasons why you're so brilliant. So just, um, you know, repeat them on the application form. Don't just go for standard replies. You know, show them that you know your stuff. Add a little bit more if you feel it's necessary um, to let them know that, you know, you are the right person and they should be grabbing you up and getting you in for an interview. Um, Thelma is asking about, is voluntary work valued? Answer, definitely yes. Um, as I said a bit earlier on, it's a great way to um, fill in gaps in between jobs, but also it's actually a good way to test out jobs and look if you're unsure about where you want to go. Um, to do a bit of volunteering could help you decide on your career path. Also, employers look on it favourably because um, you're obviously um, coming across as a good person who gives, who is possibly a good team player. Um, the skills that you pick up volunteering are going to be just as valuable and useful um, to your um, to a full-time um, paid job. So yes, definitely, I often recommend people who are struggling to find work to go out there and do some volunteering because I know a lot of people have done that and actually it's landed a job for them. So definitely valued both ways. Um, hi, Alex. He's, um, oh, it, I don't know whether you're male or female, but female could be either. Um, you're saying that you've got missed years on your CV. Should you lie on your CV? Um, that is a definite, definite no. You need to explain the gap. As I said earlier, you might need to be a little bit clever in explaining the gap. You need to basically um, never lie because you will get caught out. And wouldn't it be terrible if you got a job and you'd lied something really silly and little and then you ended up getting sacked just after you got a job so please don't ever lie on it just think of some smart way to explain a gap on your cv like i say look at volunteering look at any work experience you've got um amanda's asking about formatting on cvs she's um, asking if she should use bullet points or building text answer yes bullet points are great because they help to divide your cv up make it easier to read also um Great to use bold to um, highlight different sections. So yes, they are great. It's nice to um, have a mix on your CV of full sentences, bullet points, and some bold um, bits so that various areas are um, highlight and stand out. And it, you've just got to make it as easy and straightforward and clean to read for employers, Amanda. Um, Mike is asking about automated CV checking, as in um, how does he make himself stand out? Basically, Mike, you need to um, learn the words, learn the keywords game, and work out how um, and make sure you've got all the relevant words that are going to work for the industry and for the type of jobs that you're um, applying for. Basics on this is to try a few words, see if they help you stand out. If you get interviews, then you know they're working. So carry on using them. Um, hi, everybody. Um, we've got um, Hepsi who's asking about um, changing their job and has got experience in the pub public sector and IT and is looking for a public sector role. Um, should they take um, IT job details? Um, answer is that, yeah. Should they, also, should they take off the IT job details? I'm so sorry, misread that. Sorry, can't read it too quickly. Um, answer is yes. Um, as I said a bit earlier on to an earlier question, it's best to keep everything relevant. You know, you want the best chance of getting, the, getting yourself to an interview. That's what your CV is for. Um, if you put irrelevant information on there, you could end up, you know, that could be the bit that stops you from getting an interview. 
if any of your ET, your IT even, um, experience is relevant to the job you're applying for, then yeah, keep it on there, but maybe keep it down to a minimum, but you know, keep it focused and relevant. Two words I'm going to keep repeating today. Um, Jessica says she's been self-employed, but she's now in time to work for a company again. Should she leave that off the CV? Um, answer is no, Jessica, because obviously I don't know how long you've been self-employed for, but self-employment is employment still. You need to explain what you've done and also look at all the transferable skills that you've got there. It shows you've got a lot of now and that you can work, you know, under your own initiative and explain how successful you were, what you achieved, possibly why you did it. There will be a lot of your skills that you picked up while you were doing your own, um, your own stuff that will be relevant to jobs that you're applying for. So just, again, look at what's relevant and make sure you include it. Um, Simone is wondering about how far back um, she should go on a CV. Basically, um, in terms of years, I would say 10 years is probably the maximum that you should go back unless there is something amazing a bit further back that you feel um, is relevant to a job that you're going for. Um, also, this covers off the age issue as well where you know those slightly more mature people like myself who don't want to sort of let people know that they've been around the block twice um, so keeping it to 10 years will keep an employer guessing and if you can include the relevant stuff on your CV for the last 10 years um, that is going to um, that is going to get you an interview and then when they meet you um, you can they, you can dazzle them with um, all your expertise that you've got um, Nicholas is asking about um, He's got some modules on his degree, um, but he's struggling to get roles in admin or retail. Some, oh, he's got, a, he's got a master's degree, but he's struggling, sorry, to get roles in admin or retail. Um, people are telling him that he's overqualified. When I leave it out my CV, um, he has to explain a four-year gap. What, do I, what does he do? Um, Nicholas, um, you might need to play it down a little bit. Um, think about the things that, um, that you've, what experience you've got in admin and retail. I would say put your degree further down your CV. Don't put it at the very top where normally when we're telling people with degrees, if it's relevant, get that at the top so it's in flashing lights. Possibly put it further down your CV, then you don't have a four-year gap to explain. Um, and Keith is asking, is there any benefit to using websites um, such as LinkedIn? Um, definitely, Keith. They are really good for networking. Um, a lot of the social media and websites are useful in job searching and in helping to promote yourself, build your brand, get the word out there that you exist. Um, I think LinkedIn is good because it's a bit more grown up than the rest. And obviously, don't forget um, to use Fish for Jobs for your job search and obviously for all of the brilliant resources that we've got on there. Um, I think I've got to as many letters as I can, um, as I can answer in the time we've got. Um, I want to say a massive big thanks to everybody who's taken part. Thanks for joining us. I'm so sorry if I didn't get to your individual questions, but hopefully you feel a little bit more confident about creating a brilliant CV. Good luck with the job hunt. I know it's tough out there, but keep going and don't let them get you down. Um, we'll answer some more questions um, in um, next week's jobs, Mirror Jobs section on Thursday on Twitter and on email. And obviously just we'll carry on trying to give you some good advice and help you um, help you in success with your um, job search. Just to remind you, the webinar will be available on demand tomorrow, that's Thursday. Um, click into Fish for Jobs website where you can where you'll find it. And thanks again.